the programs they're putting in place are not for your benefit, they're for your destruction. Financially, the U.S. is a banana republic, and morally, judicially, the United States is a banana republic. I mean, we've arrived. Hey, friends, Sean from SGT Report. Thank you so much for tuning in. That, of course, was Bill Holter, and he's talking about the mathematical end of empire. Friends, do you realize by 2026, we're going to be $41 trillion in debt with a debt service of at least $1.64 trillion per year? This is the end of empire. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGTReport.com, TheFazer.com, and The Liberty Mill. Friends, I have Bill Holter back on the line, and today we're going to break down the bogus BLS. We're going to talk about the LBMA. Is it out of silver? That very well may be the case. We'll talk about the mathematical end of empire, and I'll share my Bitcoin epiphany. And by the way, that family friend who just passed away the other night, if there was an autopsy and I was a betting man, I would bet a year's salary that the vaccine, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, took our friend's life while he slept. And I'm fit to be tied. Bill Holter's back. Bill, all this government and corporations do, and the mainstream whore mockingbird media, all they do is gaslight the American people. The economy's great, Bidenomics is working, the border's safe and secure, and the vaccine is safe and effective. How are you? Welcome back. Good. Thanks for having me back, Sean. We're all fed up. How fed up are you, my friend? We're going to break down this bogus BLS report in about a minute and a half. But uh, where would you like to begin today? Uh, well, I would say, you know, I was, have been fed up for quite a while. The, you, you mentioned gaslighting. And yeah, that's absolutely what they're doing on all fronts. And they're able to gaslight because the average person is not really curious. I'm going to say... The number is probably bigger now. I used to say 15%, maybe 20%. Now I think there's 25, 30% of the population knows that there's something wrong. But a lot of them don't know what it is. And I mean, it, it's obviously expanded over the last two, three, four years. Uh, I mean, the the problem is the sources that people get their news from. It, and I actually heard this for the first time on uh, on news today that it all depends on the algorithm to your news source as to what you're getting for news. And obviously, uh, I mean, just pick one topic. Um, and I guess we could talk about vaccines because you've already been kicked off of everywhere you can be kicked off of. Uh, the vaccines... Uh, it depends on where you get your news source. I mean, there's still probably 30, 40% of the company, uh, of the country that believe, or I should say want to believe that the vaccines are safe and effective. Uh, there, are, I've come across recently a, a lot of people that have been vaccinated and they know they got duped. So slowly but surely, uh, true information is dripping out and People are starting to pick it up, but it's been way slower. It's been much slower than what I thought it the 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 pickup of truth would be. I I I guess I gave uh, the public too much credit as for being curious or digging 
know, looking for truth. So, yeah, Sean, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm pretty fed up because pretty much anything and everything you, you see or hear on mainstream news is bogus. But I will add that the fact that everything's bogus, it's, it's if you're awake, if you if you are a digger for truth, that's actually helpful because pretty much anything that you hear in mainstream news, you know, is not true. And you can you can scratch that off the list as, you know, a, a possibility or, or probability. Well, it's literal gaslighting every single day on the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Same thing at CNN. Same thing at MSNBC. Same thing from the Washington Post. And yes, Fox News. I mean, it's just, right. it's Thank a bridge you. too far. And look, that family friend who passed away in his sleep, my heart breaks. I cried for him yesterday because he died alone in a big, beautiful house he just built. He just built his dream house. And he equipped it with bunks for grandkids. I mean, it was, he had future plans. He had no right. expectation of dying. Now, I wasn't able to reach him soon enough to help educate him about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. So he took something that he thought was good for his health and he died while he slept, Bill. And I think it's murder. I tweeted about this. I said, God damn you, Albert Borla and Pfizer and everybody at the FDA. You're guilty of murder because you knew they all had the data. Do you know that according to Dr. James Thorpe, who I just had on recently, something like 2000 people died in the trials? They had the data. They buried the data and they're murdering people, Bill. Yeah. And interesting that Albert Borla himself is not vaccinated and got caught in Europe somewhere with a with a fake vaccine card. Meanwhile, you have people like Edward Dowd writing books, writing books about all of those who've died suddenly. And the mainstream horror media, these CIA mockingbirds will not cover it. They will not share the real data with the people. It's a lot like the election, the safest and most secure election in American history, 2020, that gave us 81 million votes and Joseph Robinette Biden, who is a treacherous traitor. Yeah, I mean, that's just another example. I mean, there's example after example. I mean, pretty much anything that you look at, you're being lied to. And, and I've got, got to say, I, I thank God for, I mean, one of one of my God-given gifts has been having a, a good nose for sniffing out bullshit. So, uh, you know, we talked, Sean, you and I talked, I'm going to say it was six years ago. Yeah, 2017, 18, something like that. And I talked about, uh, because I really believed that truth bombs were going to come out. And they did. Truth bombs did come out, but it wasn't covered in the news. And pretty much no one cared. But I think things are have changed somewhat now because people can feel the bite of inflation. They can, you know, they... They seen their neighbors uh, out of work or they're out of work. They're seeing uh, friends, uh, relatives like you just saw dying, you know, suddenly. I mean, before 2021, there was no such thing as uh, every single day you look in the news and a, a, a top echelon athlete just dies on the field or dies in his sleep or whatever. So it's. The truth is is beginning to come forth more and more. Yeah, and here's what I find interesting. 
Never since you and I began talking, never since in American history have we gotten to the point where the divide between black and white is so clear. I'll give you a couple of examples. We have a traitor sitting in the White House, the border's wide open. That's treason as young military-aged men pour over the border. These may as well be UN troops wearing uniforms at this point. It's getting that bad. That's number one. Number two, a bioweapon is out there that they call safe and effective that's killing millions globally. Number three, everything for Israel, nothing for the United States. That's according to Nikki Haley, who says, you know what? If Israel needs something, we should, with no questions asked, give them whatever they want. And so here's what's interesting. You've got Ben Shapiro foaming at the mouth to level Gaza. He owns the Daily Wire. He's a multimillionaire. And one of the reporters, one of the journalists, and I consider her a real journalist that works for him, Candace Owens, well, she's saying exactly what I just said. Fine, Nikki Haley, I nominate you. I endorse you to be the new prime minister or president of Israel. You love Israel so much, why don't you move there? And now Candace Owens probably is going to get fired because she's being a little too truthy for Ben Shapiro. See, I think everybody's waking up and the divide is now so clear on so many levels, only the sleepiest NPCs could remain asleep, Bill. Right. And I mean, there's way more uh, divides. And I've talked about this. I wrote an article probably two or three months back that the strategy has always been divide and conquer. I mean, that's the easiest way to conquer an opponent is to divide them, get them to fight amongst themselves. And you mentioned a couple, you know, two or three right there. How about, how about Ukraine, Russia? How about uh, racial, black, white, uh, Hispanic? How about uh, gender stuff? I mean, there's there's all kinds of divides. And, you know, I see people taking sides on the uh, Israel-Hamas situation. And, I mean, I, I can see both sides, but I can see that, you know, both sides of you know, both sides have, have slaughtered innocents. And that's who I feel for are the innocents. And and I've and when I wrote the, the article, I said it's it's best uh it's best not to take sides and understand that we are being divided, we are being conquered. This is just one more every time you put a slice in a pie, you're cutting it in half. So you know, there's probably two dozen or more slices to the pie where there's a left, right, and there's another one right there, you know, left, right, conservative, liberal. I mean, it, there's so many slices in the pie. The chances of you coming across someone that believes and, and comes down to that one, you know, that, that one small area where you are mentally, the chances of coming across somebody who thinks like you do on each one of these issues is very, very slim. So what I'm getting at is they've divided the population. They want us to fight and they want us to completely uh, ignore reality. And I mean, that's, that is without a doubt a strategy. I think that's very well said. They want us to ignore reality and right. the consequences of reality. See, you can stick right. your head in the ground like an ostrich, okay, and ignore reality. But you can't ignore the consequences of reality as these criminals take us to the brink of World War III and they bankrupt the Treasury. Hey, let me just show you something. Let's break down this bogus BLS report. I played a clip of this from Chris Martinson in my last interview. 
And I want to break this down just a little bit further today because the reaction from Wall Street was to send stocks through the roof based on this absolutely bogus BLS report. Let's listen to Chris Martinson. And Bill, I want you to weigh in at any time. I'm happy to pause this as we go. Sure. Hello, everyone. Chris Martinson of Peak Prosperity here with you. We got to talk about the inflation lies that just came out today. Let's go there real quick. The BLS, they really put the BS in the BLS. Uh, they have been, again, caught making egregious lies. And I just think you need to know about them because I'm tired of being gaslit. I'm sure you are, too. So let's go there. This is the headline that we saw here. Uh, happy times. Uh, the CPI, the inflation measure, that's what the consumer price index is. The CPI came in lower than expected, uh, including the core measure, rises at slowest pace in two years. Sounds good, right? Not so fast. But before we get there, of course, this was a massive explosion in stock prices. Look at how they're just up huge, right? Immediate explosion. And by the way, the whole world was really happy about the U.S. inflation print. That's why this BLS number matters so much. It's used to drive markets. It's used to shape narratives. It's used to shape expectations. But look at this. The Dow Jones is up. The S&P 500 is up. The Japanese stock market's up. European stocks are up. Uh, the German stocks are up. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. All right, we're going to keep playing this. But uh, here's the thing, Bill. All markets are manipulated, as we've discussed so many times before, including, of course, the precious metals markets most of all. But this is blatant market manipulation because, as Chris goes on to show, all of these numbers are just bold-faced lies. You know who else is happy? Bonds. Stocks and bonds. Bonds are up huge. Wow. This is a really important number. It drives massive amounts of behaviors and huge amounts of investment. So do we have this number right? The answer is no. So let's go there real quick. Uh, here we're going to expose the lies. Here's how the CPI is put together. You got to get a little wonky about this, but the devil is in the details and it's good to know. Okay. So first up, what do we have here? We have Table one, this is consumer price index for all urban consumers, and it's broken up into a variety of things. So, Bill, let's jump forward to the real problem with this report, because as I noted in my tweet, in our inverted fallen world, all they do is lie and then celebrate those lies. Just on this item alone here, we noticed that <clears throat> they're saying here that food was up 3.2% year over year. Hmm. You know what? Editorially, if that were true, that means a $200 grocery bill last year would be $206.60 this year. Yeah, right. Everybody who's been to the grocery store knows this is an obvious and provable lie within your own life. You know that. We already know that. So that just right there, we're all done. But carrying on, we see that these things add up to this 100. So when you add 79.4 and 7.185 and 13.37, uh, that adds up to 100. And within this, they say, well, food was up 3.3, energy was down 4.5%, everything else was up just 4%. Wait a minute, energy was down 4 How, Bill, honestly, for those of us who have homes and pay our bills and go to the grocery store to buy food, everything he said is so provably false, but then it gets better. He goes on to explain that these nutcases arrive at this number that inflation is back down because... Your health insurance costs went down 34% last year. What? That is a no, bold face, insane lie. I mean, my God, how stupid do they think we are? Yeah, I mean, I mean, anybody watching this 
can look at what their cost of health care of, of health insurance has been over the last year. And I don't think anybody's had a decrease. And I think that probably the smallest increase is five or 10%. And the average has got to be probably 20% or more. So, I mean, that 34, uh, uh, decline of 34% is complete bullshit. Uh, just to illustrate, uh, you're, you know, you're talking about uh, bogus gaslighting numbers. If you, and we've, you and I have talked about this many times in the past, just look at the unemployment report. They're saying unemployment is, is like a ridiculously no, low number. If you've got 330 million people in the country and there's over, what's the number now? 110, 120 million people don't work. I mean, they've changed completely the way they, they, uh, arrive at these numbers. There's absolutely no way unemployment is under 10, 12, 15%. I think John Williams calculates it now. Uh, he was at 17 and I think it's, it's over 20% now. And that makes sense. Think, think about how many people that are on uh, food stamps or, or what have you. They're, they're not even considered, they're not considered unemployed because they're not looking for a job. If you're not looking for a job, you're not unemployed. You know, people are, are, are taking uh, handouts from the treasury so why would you work? I mean, there's, I've seen many instances where the amount of uh, the amount of support, government support, is more than someone would get if they worked. Well, Bill, that's certainly true as it pertains to the illegals coming across, some of whom are reportedly being paid $2,200 a month to just chill out and wait for orders from headquarters, which I fear might be orders from the United Nations. And I'm not making that up. I think some of these men coming across are UN troops, and they're just waiting for their orders from headquarters. So meanwhile, they get paid by Uncle Joe, by the Biden administration. Bidenomics is working if you're in a legal bill. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I think where you're going to see, where you'll see that happen are going to be in the cities. I mean, you're not going to see that initially rurally. And if it does become rural, they're going to have a problem because there's uh, I think what was the number? Uh, the the uh, the gun numbers came out. The amount of guns in the United States. I mean, there's more guns in the United States than there are in the rest of the world. Well, that's right. We've got our Second Amendment, which gives us a chance at survival against this new world order. I do think we're winning the argument. We're winning the uh, war for hearts and minds in the town square, as we've talked about so many times before. I mean, think about it. Think about the people on our side, the truth tellers. We don't have to go through the litany of the names, but compare and contrast those people, the shows you like, the podcasts you seek out, folks, the uh, personalities in the alternative news media, the ones that don't get a fair shake and can't be on the platforms like YouTube. Compare and contrast those personalities, those people, what they say, where their hearts and minds lie. Uh, compare and contrast them to Klaus Schwab, to Bill Gates, to the Rockefellers, to sleepy Joe Biden, who takes bribes from nation states whose family is completely corrupt. Compare and contrast these new world order sellouts to anybody that provides the real news and information to the people, Bill. It's just such a clear choice, right? So I think if there's good news, it's that these people are behaving more and more authoritarian every single day, more and more tyrannical, and it's just serving to wake up more and more people. Yeah, I agree with that because 
they're getting more and more blatant. They're getting more and more obvious. And you have to have a, you can have a lesser and lesser intelligence level to understand that it's bullshit, to understand that the, the programs they're putting in place are not for your benefit, they're for your destruction. 100% right. And uh, I want to do a screen share here. We'll talk about the mathematical end of empire. You and I have talked about it in the past. But uh, before I click on this, U.S. national debt clock in real time, look at this fourth item down. $41 trillion in debt by 2026. Guys, this is an exponential collapse of the U.S. dollar and empire. It's baked in the cake. It's mathematical. You can't get around it. You can't get around the math bill. $33.7 trillion in debt, and we're on right. track to hit $41 trillion by 2026. This is a Ponzi scheme. It's the very definition of a Ponzi scheme. And later on, I will share my new Bitcoin epiphany with folks. But uh, this is a Ponzi scheme that can't be tapered, Bill. Yeah, and this is something that when I first started interviewing with you, Sean, back in 2014, 15, and interest rates were, they weren't zeroed out at, the, at that point, but they were very, very low on their way towards zero. I've said all along that mathematically this thing is going to implode. And that's one of the reasons why is that once we, I, I knew that once we had any type of normalized interest rates, the debt service, which had ranged between 350 billion to 450 billion, maybe as high as 500 billion from the 1980s all the way, you know, into the, uh, up until what? Three years ago, I knew it had to break out to the upside. And now the real math is coming out because they piled on more and more debt while they were lowering in interest rates. So it was never, the debt service was never a threat. Now it's an absolute threat. And Sean, what you just showed there, 41 trillion by 2026, let's just assume 5% interest rates. Now, instead of a trillion dollars in debt, in uh, debt service, it's $2 trillion in debt service. So, and that's only assuming 5% interest rates. And the U.S. Treasury just got down, uh, downgraded. The, the debt got downgraded by Moody's, which was way long overdue. But, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's really no risk premium to, to buy a, a treasury. There's no risk premium. So you get a 10-year treasury at 4.5%. Inflation's running higher than 4.5%. So you're, you know, you got to have rocks in your head to lock money in for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or for any length of time other than short, you know, very short term money just for safekeeping. You're locking money in at lower interest rates than what inflation is. You're going to get back less money or less buying power than what you started with. And it's just going to get worse and worse because the debt's going to increase. And at some point in time, there is going to be a risk premium on U.S. Treasuries, and you know the typical risk premium over the years has been through, uh, two to three percent. So take the inflation rate and add two to three percent, and that's where you could see interest rates go. And of course, while this thing is imploding, you know then it could completely unravel, and you could see interest rates of. Uh, I mean, we could look like Venezuela or Argentina or any any known banana republic because the bottom line is financially the u.s is a banana republic and morally judicially the united states is a banana republic i mean we've arrived 
Guys, please pardon the brief interruption and a quick word about a sponsor. Dark clouds are gathering. Currencies like the Turkish lira are crumbling. Fear and uncertainty are here. The Middle East, Ukraine, Taiwan, the U.S. national debt, it's endless. Yet one asset stands firm, gold. In crisis after crisis, gold is there. Its enduring value guards against loss, like a missile shield against incoming weapons. While paper wealth burns, gold exists and persists. Noble Gold can help you shield your wealth against these looming threats. War, recession, contagion, take control amidst the chaos. Get your hands on gold now before it's out of reach. Right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free five ounce America the Beautiful coin with every new IRA. Claim your free coin today to secure your financial future as the storm clouds gather. Always do your own due diligence because there are no guarantees in this world, but secure your future against disaster. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today and claim your free bullion coin right now. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com or better yet, call for their expert advice at 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Financially, the U.S. is a banana republic and morally, judicially, the United States is a banana republic. I mean, we've arrived. Couldn't agree more. I keep saying that it is a banana republic and banana Joe has done more to destroy this country. And by the way, Obama behind him, of course, but uh, they've they've done more to destroy this country in three years than could have ever really been imagined. Like I knew this was coming. I just didn't know they would be so good at destroying everything so quickly. So and blatant about it and blatant about it. So I just want to go back to the U.S. national debt clock and share my Bitcoin epiphany. Here's the thing, guys. Our money is already digital. There are no cash reserves in the banks. Zero, nada, zilch. The Fed creates dollars digitally with the push of a button, and the supply of dollars, therefore, is unlimited. So for those who hate the idea of Bitcoin, okay, you don't have to believe it's digital gold. You don't have to believe it's going to usurp gold. You don't have to believe it's going to exceed the value of gold and make gold worth. You don't have to believe any of that. The only point I want to make regarding Bitcoin here is consider this. It's a place to put your digital dollars so they can no longer be inflated away. What you're seeing here is unlimited dollars, digitally printed, digitally created by the U.S. Federal Reserve. So if you take your digital dollars and you buy Bitcoin, at least you are buying inflation shelter. You're finding an inflation shelter. You're buying dollar insurance. You're buying a put against the Federal Reserve. Because at least when you own Bitcoin, it's capped. There will only ever be 21 million of them as we hurdle towards $41 trillion in digital dollars by 2026. So that's the point I wanted to make. It's my new Bitcoin epiphany. You don't have to believe anything about Bitcoin other than to believe it is a shelter against what we were just looking at, Bill. Um, you know I've not been a big fan of of. Uh... Bitcoin. You, you and Peter Schiff, I know. Bitcoin. I mean, any of the, the digital currencies. And the reason being, in a, in a system down scenario, first off, do you really believe a farmer is going to take a fraction of a Bitcoin for eggs or chickens or pigs or what have you? Uh, and in a system down scenario, are we even going to have electricity? Is there going to be an internet? Uh, all I could say is, when this thing goes down, and if it goes the way I believe it will, and, and we end 
end up for a spell, how long, I don't know. But if we end up in a uh, Mad Max scenario, and by the way, I was out, I had dinner with a ex-Marine state trooper last night, and we were talking about this, and he started laughing. He's like, you know, this thing goes down. He goes, none of us are going to be working because everybody's going to be home protecting their own family. So everything's going to stop. And I just, I do not see the utility of a digital currency when the system's down. The only, the only thing I see uh, of value is something that is a money that can't bankrupt. That's gold and silver. They cannot default. And it's in hand and you're trading something real for something real. So I'm, I'm, I hear what you're saying, Sean, but I'm still not sold on, on cryptocurrencies. Oh, and that's fine. I'm not proselytizing to you. I'm just sharing with the audience, by the way, the utility of uh, protecting your digital dollars in Bitcoin. Here's an example of a system down. This is Argentina, the Argentine peso. Well, look at this. Here's the Bitcoin all-time high in dollars, 68, 69,000. Here it is priced in Argentine pesos. Want to see another system down example? How about this? But Sean, that's not system down. Well, it is if that you live in Turkey. It is if you live in Turkey and it is if you live in Argentina. It's a Mad Max scenario in which Bitcoin is providing shelter from the inflation. That's all I'm saying. In the environment you're describing, we're all Mad Max. The farmer's right. not going to take your wheelbarrow of dollars at that point either, Bill. That's correct. Dollars will have no value whatsoever. Understand that, that Turkey does not issue the world's reserve currency. Neither does Argentina. The U.S. issues the world's reserve currency. So when the U.S. goes down, pretty much everything goes down. And then you have to question, will utilities be creating electricity? Will you be able to get clean water? Uh, will there even will they will they hit the, the Internet cutoff switch? Will there be an Internet that's up and running? You're using uh, peripheries as examples in their own currency versus U.S. dollars. What are you going to compare U.S. dollars to? And and my thought process is when all is said and done, you're going to compare U.S. dollars to gold and to silver. Yeah, because we've had it backwards for all these years because they've tried to uh, they've tried Demonetize to steer people it. away from, from. Yeah, exactly. Demonetize it, steer people away from real money, the competition. Yeah, I would add gold, silver and Bitcoin just as a hedge. I've been saying this since 2015 when Bitcoin was at $355. I said, why not dip your foot into the pool, guys, as a hedge? Even if you don't like Bitcoin, imagine how much more silver you might be able to buy in the future if Bitcoin returns to its all-time high. That's what I said in 2015. Not only did it go back to its all-time high, it went to 68, 69,000. And now it looks like BlackRock's ETF is going to get approval along with so many other spot Bitcoin ETFs which then will create the demand from the family offices and the corporations, et cetera, to put it on their balance sheets. I'm not proselytizing, guys. I'm just trying to help you all understand that we have to find hedges against what's coming. And I have a lot of silver and I have gold and we've had these things. Bill and I have talked about this stuff forever. Here's an email that just came out from Bix Weir. The U.S. Mint has stopped selling silver eagles. The CFTC has not released the commitment of traders report. It looks like the LBMA is out of physical silver. See, here's the real story. I agree with you, Bill. You know I do about gold and silver. But it's been a bitter pill for a very long time, especially for those of us who have owned silver. But let's listen to a snippet from Bix Weir about this latest situation. And you're hoping that the system stays together as these animals rip it apart. 
You have to be smart now. Do it. You don't do it for yourself. Do it for your kids, your grandkids, your legacy. So this is me, except I'd have a silver dagger. Um, the silver, first of all, the U.S. Mint. Remember last month I said, <clears throat> hey, Ventures Gibson is turning it around. They're starting to make silver eagles. That ended. Flat ended. They have, a, we're halfway through the month. They've only made 356,000 silver eagles. It is over. I do not think that people will be able to buy a 2,000, any more silver eagles, 2,024s. I believe those will be created as currency for the future, so they're not going to be selling them. You know, I'll pause it there. I'm going to come back to you, Bill. I want your thoughts on this. You know, Bix is fit to be tied about the American Silver Eagles program because the mandate is, constitutionally speaking, they need to make enough of those coins to meet demand. They don't do it. And I think it's because getting silver, sourcing silver for any reasonable price is getting very, very, very difficult. The COMEX is on fire. And now we're wondering if the LBMA is completely out of the precious metal called silver. And meanwhile, it's trading at 23, 24 bucks an ounce, less than half its 1980 all-time highs. Preposterous. It's absolutely preposterous. Right. And he's absolutely correct. There is a mandate that they sell whatever amount of eagles there is demand for. And they've not done that for years and years. Um, It is not unusual at all by the middle of November that the mint stops making eagles. They've done this year after year after year because they're retooling and getting ready for the next year. Um, So, I mean, that is to me, that's not alarming at all. I just I I. As a uh, precious metals broker, I expect that. I mean, year after year, they've stopped around November 1st, November 15th. So that's not unusual. Uh, The commitment of traders report not coming out, that is highly uh, suspect. Um, They went for, you know, they they went for quite a long time uh, without releasing that report. And it's, it's, it's bad faith. And as far as LBMA is concerned, I don't have any way to know, uh, uh, you know, what, what their actual inventory levels are, and we really don't know what the inventory levels are on the COMEX. But we do know that the amount of—I mean, I think the numbers over uh, there's over two thousand uh, percent uh, contracts open versus the amount of silver that's deliverable. So, I mean, COMEX itself, like you said, it's on fire. It's been on fire. Uh, but they they continually kick the can. They kick the can down the road by, uh, I'm guessing, uh, importing metals and uh, you know from LBMA and other places to make the deliveries that that they have. But that date, and I mean, I've been on the record for for quite a long time. The the end of this is a failure to deliver. Whether it be gold or silver, it doesn't matter. I suspect it will be silver first because it's the smallest market. I mean, Sean, if somebody, if, if any entity today stood up and said, I'm buying 5 billion or 10 billion worth of silver, it's completely game over because that does not exist in a world of trillions. Do you believe as I do that silver in physical form is perhaps the most undervalued tangible asset on planet earth? Do you think I overstate it when I say that? No, not at all. I mean, I, I stated a little differently. I think silver is the, the most undervalued asset 
on the planet. And thus, you come to the same conclusion, you're going to have the biggest bang for your buck in silver than in any other asset on the planet. And of course, Sean, I mean, just look at uh, look at what they're talking about with the, with this green energy. They're they're going to triple demand by 2030, which is absurd. They're already running a deficit of 200, 300 million plus ounces per year, and and now they want to uh, you know triple triple that. So you're looking you'd be looking at a, a deficit by 2030 of close to a billion ounces a year. What is that going to do to price? And on top of that, all of these short contracts that do not have silver or gold uh, to deliver, what's going to happen with those? The, I mean, there's a lot of the buyers on the buy side of those short contracts that truly believe they own silver. And they may own silver for the actual usage of the silver. So what's going to happen there? They're going to have to go out and rebuy what they thought they already had and were defaulted on. Well, final topic here related to silver, of course, and gold. But uh, Jeff Christian, uh, you know, he just came out and did a video saying that those of us that uh, talk about precious metals manipulation, we're just looking at the data incorrectly. OK, we're just stupid people who look at the data incorrectly. And, uh, you know, Bix Weir again called him out for this because then Jeff Christian went on to explain that the bullion banks they're the ones shorting precious metals because nobody else will do it. Nobody else will take the trade at this point to short silver. So it's the bullion banks doing it against their own customers. So if there's 50,000 long contracts, because people are betting on the price that silver will go up in this inflationary, hyperinflationary environment, the bullion banks take the other side of the trade and they go short 50,000 contracts to kneecap it. And Jeff Christian says, that's just a free market. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, Sean, uh, Jeffrey Christian for, I don't know, 20 years has always thought of himself as the smartest man in the room. And if you disagree with him, he will call you a liar. That's what he did with Gata for years, called them liars. Um, I'm thankful that uh, Jeffrey Christian uh, testified in front of Congress, I think it was, what, 2010, 2011, because he basically admitted that the... Uh, that the contracts are naked. I mean, he, he came right out and, and admitted that there are naked contracts. So, you know, he, he basically exposed the Achilles heel, but he's, he go, he's continuing on that, that road, you know, telling people, well, don't believe your own eyes. You're not thinking right. I know it all. Um, uh, and I, I, in my opinion, Jeffrey Christian is is disingenuous, um, and I believe he's a paid paid for shill, in my opinion. You know, I wouldn't dispute that, and I'd go even further to say that uh, given the work he does and for whom he does that work at CPM Group, right? Dinner is put on his table part, by the bankers. Sean, Sean, he's part of the gaslighting. That's what he is. That's right. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. No, he gaslights. Yeah. And that's why he says, <laughs> he gaslights the American people into never wanting to touch silver because of what they're doing to silver. Right. That's the whole operation here, is to keep silver kneecapped so nobody wants it, right? I've talked about this so many times before. And by the way, I just had on David Morgan, uh, who almost lost his life to sepsis, but uh, he survived, thank goodness. And we talked about this too. 
what happens when price goes up? People chase it. Uh, look at GameStop stock, right. or AMC, these meme stocks. Look at NVIDIA, look at Apple, look at Amazon, et cetera. When they hit new all-time highs, more people want to buy. So if you keep silver at less than half its all-time high, it's a dead story. Nobody wants to touch the stuff. So I guess their operation is working as yeah. they inflate away our dollar and make it worthless. And Sean, let me explain so so people who are watching this, listening to this, can understand. They have to kneecap silver because if silver takes off, gold will take off. If gold takes off, that is the direct competitor to fiat currencies. It blows up the the gas lit lies. The reason they they absolutely have suppressed gold, and I mean going back. Years and years and years. The reason they do that, and and think about this, they have to have they have to put in your mind, gold bad, dollars good. And why do they have to prove to you that dollars are good? Because they have to borrow in dollars, and you have to believe that you're going to get back something of worth. So I mean, you could not have gold at a hundred thousand dollars an ounce, or a million dollars an ounce or or even ten thousand dollars an ounce you could not have gold at at any much higher number than it is today without confidence breaking and the entire system has been run and is running on confidence and confidence alone yeah it's the great con game by the way, I did some back of the exactly. envelope math. I don't know if I'm right about this, but I think it's probably close. If we consider that 2026 debt target of 41 trillion, just to get back to your point as we part ways, just 4%. Let's say interest rates at that point are 4%. 4% of 41 trillion is $1.64 trillion a year in debt service payments correct. on the national debt pond. Right. That's where we're headed, Bill. That's correct. Yeah, All right. We're headed there and beyond. All right. As we part ways, we'll show Bill's website. Welcome to Bill Holter, BillHolter.com. What else should people know, Bill? Um, there is an, an, an icon on there if you want to contact me directly. Uh, if you can't find it, I think it's scrolled down a little bit, but my, my business email is bholter at hotmail.com. All right. Very good. bholter at hotmail.com. I'm coming back to you to say our goodbyes, Bill. As always, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Appreciate your time. God bless. Thank you, Sean. God bless you. All right. Thank you so much. And friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Truly, as always, I'll remind you every single day for free. We will support you with the real news, the antidote to corporate propaganda and all those mockingbird mainstream media lies. Check us out for free at sgtreport.com. God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. Well, the uh, people who stop believing God become almost bestial, and they are actually easier to control or they're easier to incite to violence, they're easier to manipulate because they have no higher standard. They have no perception of the, the worth or purpose of their life or that the life has consequences. Well, once you eliminate moral education of children and begin to allow the adult to behave in bizarre ways, you have created the conditions that were the end of the Roman Empire. But you know, the idea here is that when we get ruled by a bureaucratic state, and I talk about this in the book, 
You get ruled by unelected people who are free to impose their ideology on you as if it were law. And this, again, is another form of insanity.